So I am emigrating on Saturday morning. Ooh. Uh, thanks, yeah. Oh la la! <laughs> Little panto crowd. Um, <laughs> and uh, and there, even now there are lads picking up all our stuff from our house. But um, uh, You're being burgled. Are you sure you should be on the podcast? Yes, no. Um for the place we're moving, I'm not. I don't want to give too many identifying, but we're. W- there's a town near where we're moving called Cove, and uh, Cove was the last port of call for the Titanic. So as a result, almost all the attractions in Cove are like Titanic themed. Hmm. <laughs> like it's a little. Uh, it's a seaside kind of port town. And uh, there's a Titanic museum, and then there's a Titanic memorial garden. Uh, there is a uh, there's a Titanic themed restaurant and a Titanic pub that's just called the Titanic. <laughs> I'd love if it was just a Titanic pub, as in built to the scale of the Titans of Greek just myth. Massive, yeah, <laughs> just a cyclopean boozer. I yeah, so I'm excited about that, and I. What I was just wondering, themed restaurant when it's at home. Like, what's? Yeah, exactly. Like, I was wondering what. Like, is it going to be made up to look like the dining room of the Titanic, or is it going to serve like the Titanic themed? Or maybe drinks? maybe there's several floors, and like the food gets better as you go up the floors. So you're eating kind good, of like yeah. expensive dining room down in the basement. You're just sort of sucking on a potato. <laughs> but. I, I was going to ask what your uh, what you'd most like to see, like a themed restaurant of, like Ooh. Age of like Empires ser- two. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I'd just like to go to a, a recreation of the restaurant in the film Big Night, where Stanley Tucci makes a massive, basically a giant ravioli. <laughs> oh, yeah, I watched that on your recommendation, and it was great. <laughs> It's got a it's got a technical name. <laughs> a best, big ravioli. It's not big a Titanic ravioli. ravioli. <laughs> that that that's got big ravioli energy. to episode 179 of the Electronic Wireless Show. Uh, this is Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, and in honour of Ghostwire Tokyo's recent uh, release. This is the best ghost episode. I think the listeners should know that that's actually what it says in the link for the for the the software use to record this. has committed to the bit. Yeah. The web address has g- 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 ghost in it. <laughs> Did you say, by the way, this is episode 179? Yeah. <clears throat> Next week, can you remind me to shout 180? Yeah. Like an old darts oh, well, man. Well, because I'm not going to be here next week because I will be unpacking Don't worry. everything. I've got you. Okay, Thank cool. you. <laughs> I won't let this, that slip through. This burden falls on you, Matthew. <laughs> And yeah, the other voices you can hear are uh, Matthew, who is also a man who can commit to a bit because he's this week Pony Tony Brackets Deceased. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What? Pony Tony, what happened? (laughs) I I got kicked in the head. Oh, no. By a larger horse. Uh, Yeah, basically. You don't see it very often, but it happens. What a nightmare! And mm. uh, and also joined by Brutes Willies. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the movie The Seventh Sense. Turns oh, out God. I'm a vampire at the end. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Seriously, Another... I've been on a real Ben Man streak with the bets recently. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say another world class. <laughs> <laughs> Brute it's one Willies. The, it's another one for the Wikipedia. <laughs> Snow Alabaster Titan. It's a bit like, you know, there's that um, there's that version of Wordle called Heardle where it plays you a bit of a song and you hear like a second of it and you're like, no, I don't get it. Do a bit more. And then they play two seconds of a song and you go, no, I don't get it. Play a bit more. It's a bit like yeah. that, but for bits. You get the name and you're like, no. And then you get a bit of accent. And you're like, no, I'm still not there. Then you get the setup. No. Oh, oh it's a sixth sense riff. <laughs> I think the problem with this one is me and um, a couple of friends, we've got a WhatsApp group and we spent the last week like just sending each other voicemail, uh, voice notes to pitch the movie Chappie uh, in increasingly elaborate ways. (laughs) 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 That's Brutes Willies is the voice I've been, well, you know, the character Brutes Willies is... Obviously, a reference to Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense, where he turns out to be a ghost. But that, that sort of uh, very uxorious <laughs> South African accent is. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't. None of that explains why he's South African. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it doesn't really. <laughs> like I say, the uh, we, we've just been pitching Chappie to each other, and so the voice was in my grab bag of. Of recently used neurons. <laughs> Bruce Willis is hard to do an impression of. He's not really got a very defining voice. He's just a bit of a mumbler. What does he even sound like? Well, I mean, the thing everyone always does with him, isn't it? The isn't it like the, you know, I'm gonna, you know, in Die Hard, where he's like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna have a great time. Da 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 da. Isn't that him? <laughs> I, Maybe. <laughs> well, now he's just like a whispery old American man. It can't on, be bothered. On straight to video. He looks like Diglett's granddad. <laughs> <laughs> He's there's this phenomena. I can't remember if I told you about it, but they, it's been called the geezer teaser, and it's like those straight straight to video films that have like five minutes of Bruce Willis's face in close up, and then like ninety minutes of the back of a stunt double's head bald head right. and then they can say Bruce Willis is in the movie so it's a geezer teaser <laughs> oh. is, that, is that a thing? because it teases the yeah Bruce Willis just does endless dog <laughs> terrible like thriller films uh, Bruce Willis it, indeed yeah and and the king of the geezer teaser there's been an article about it and Red Letter Media did some videos but the king of the geezer teaser who like produces and directs a lot of them is real life turtle from uh, that TV entourage? So oh. like he 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 was the real life turtle to Marky Mark, and now he makes these films. Tell you a fun fact. Speaking of Titanic, as we were earlier, do you know Billy Zane off of that? Yeah, <clears throat> he was possibly the most visibly upset to be in a film actor I've ever seen (laughs) in what might genuinely be the most amateurish movie I've, I've ever seen to the extent that me and my friend watched it and spent the whole movie convincing ourselves. The whole thing was a tax dodge on Billy Zane's part. (laughs) So we couldn't think of any other reason for it to exist or him to be in it. It was called, um, I'm going to check this as I say it journey to Promethea. Okay. Okay. And it's um he just plays an incredibly apathetic king. Um Ooh. but it, you know that's not the king's character. It's Billy Zane just trying to crawl off the screen with his mind. I think it's got to be difficult being Billy Zane because you are in one of the biggest most watched films of all time and you play like a really despicable unpleasant character it's a film where you have total sympathy for just about everyone in that film because of the terrible thing that happens to them apart from him to come out of the titanic experience and it's like to, to a lot of people their first and only encounter with you is as this wretch that's got to like taint your career a bit 
because everyone's yeah. always going to be like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy who like <laughs> sort sort of killed Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you know, all I remember of him in that film is that he came from Pittsburgh because I'd never heard of Pittsburgh before, and I thought, what a cool name for a place. Well, really, you know, that's not. I mean, apologies I, to anyone listening who's from Pittsburgh, but I I don't think Pittsburgh has great mouthfeel. It's awesome because it's like, you know, welcome to whole city. <laughs> Pittsburgh, where we dig holes. A whole city. That's where his character comes from. Yeah, you yeah, go. too right. Uh, speaking of square jawed, uh, handsome actor men, no Henry Cavill updates this week, I'm afraid. It's no Cavill news. The cavalry is on hold. Uh, but as he's ever, just having a big restorative nap. Maybe, but it, maybe he's got some free time at the minute, in which case, Henry, call us, you know. We're always open to hearing from you. <laughs> Please. Uh, but uh, very quickly, how are you both this week? Are you well? Uh, Nate, you're a bit sick, aren't you? Yeah, a bit, bit poorly. That's why I sound... Um, Sexy. Especially dadliest catch this week. Um, but it's all right. It's, it's not COVID. That's the now mandatory follow-up statement to being ill. Yeah, uh, I've uh, I've also not got COVID, which is which is good. But um, something bad has happened. Oh no! The baguette shop that I've fallen in love with in the last six <gasps> months in yeah. Bath. Um, he was selling it, and I've always known this day was coming. Um, and uh, he sold it, and he said, "Well, listen, the people are going to take over. Are going to um, like run it? They're going to continue exactly as it is. They're not going to change anything about the business." So I was like, "Well, that's safe." And so they had um, some people. He's had he's been training up the people who are going to take over it, and I know it's the training period, and that they they probably will get better. Probably, oh, no. you're about um, to monster them, aren't you? They, um, yesterday I had one of the, the most sloppiest constructed baguettes I've ever had. It like spilled oh, no. coleslaw everywhere um, when I ate it. And I could see him like, you know, the guy's moving on. So he doesn't want to like, you know, leave any like bad vibes. But I could I, I could actually see him like wincing at it while the other guy was making it. Like this is what's gonna happen. This is my legacy. This guy is butchering it like he's butchering this baguette. It's not hard to cut a baguette in half. I say that I've never tried it. <laughs> um, and I would probably make a pig's ear of it. That's why I hate artisans. <laughs> no faith it. in yourself at all. Like a split second <laughs> you know what, Matthew? You're just going to move on. Forget about it. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I did always want to start a mob-themed sandwich shop called Forget About It. But uh, yes, it. Also yesterday, in the, on a side note, yesterday in the shop, um, there was a lady proclaiming very angrily that they didn't have any bottled Rio. Um, and I always love it when I hear anyone talk about Rio out in public. And he he said, uh, "Oh, it's really hard to get hold of bottled Rio. Uh, uh, there's currently a shortage on that and bacon wheat crunchies." <laughs> I think bottled really Rio is an abomination. <laughs> Why those two things? I don't know. I like the idea somewhere, somewhere, something has gone wrong in the world that means it's hard to get Rio and bacon wheat crunchies. <laughs> uh. Do you like uh, bottled Rio? In truth, uh, I actually th- I think it is inferior. There's something wrong about it. Tastes really bad. Yeah, it's, it's just like Rio lost its soul. Yeah, it's really, but really the bad. can is still got it though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> you, well, uh, when Rio loses its soul, of course, it it will probably uh. be unable to come back as a ghost. Uh, well, because no, a ghost is a soul. Yeah, if it loses it, it means the the, the ghost essence is gone, doesn't it? It's been heisted. <laughs> oh, oh, nice callback. Yeah, and thank segue you. forward. Wow, you're the daywalker of segways. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yes. Uh, so this is the best ghosts special. Inspired by, because Matthew reviewed uh, Ghost by Tokyo for us, and I previewed it, and I did think the ghosts in it were good, I have to say. Uh, mm. How how did you find the ghosts, Matthew? 
Yeah, fine. I just got a bit sick of them by the end because it's a really boring complaint. There's not enough enemy variety. But by the end, I was like, if I see another guy with an umbrella, like it's just it's not scary anymore. It it just it it was such a regular occurrence that it wasn't supernatural. It was just natural. It's just natural, <laughs> you know. It was so much of it. Um, but I yeah. didn't think it was scary though. I didn't feel like it was even really no, meant to be no, scary. No, it's, it's it's not really going for that. It's sort of. I think I said it in the review. It's a bit more like you know, spooky, spooky sleepover tales rather than, <laughs> you know, I'm actually going to like mess you up. Um, yeah, it's, it's got some, it's got some good stuff in it. Like there's these little, um, like children in like rain max who kind of look like lost kids in a park. But if you go near them, they go mad and scream at you. And then all these nasty ghosts turn up. That's quite good. That does uh, actually sound quite frightening. I would be really perturbed if it happened to me IRL. Yeah, though it it because they're because they summon a big crowd of ghosts. The best thing to do with them, you can do like stealth takedowns. And there is something quite odd about trying to creep up on a child so you can like wrench its essence <laughs> out of it. Was <laughs> it like a very visceral ghost busting game? I don't know anything about it actually. What's the yeah, deal? sort of. You sort of fight them with sort of spiritual magics that you kind of you don't have guns. You kind of conjure them with hand gestures. Um, but most of the, like the, the adult ghosts, when you do takedowns, it's a, it's a little bit sort of supernatural Sam Fisher. You're like snapping necks and they sort of roar at you as you sort of tear into their chests. But, um, I think the kids, you just sort of slap a paper seal on them and then they kind of evaporate. So it's a bit gentler, but man, Ghostbusters would have had a different vibe if like Fenkman was ripping hearts out and. Shooting yeah, ghosts or, or like through the, the, the throat with an arrow. All with dead children. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. this has got a really bad, bad energy. <laughs> so Ghostbusters, but the Ghostbusters are the cast of The Expendables and all the ghosts are kids. Yeah. <laughs> Busting <laughs> makes me feel <laughs> quite uncomfortable, actually. Uh, <laughs> Busting's the only thing that makes me feel human anymore. <laughs> You can't wisecrack when you do that stuff. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I, I tell you what, it, it's get, I tell you what's got really good is like ghost stories. Like the setup for everything is kind of mm. uh, like based on sort of urban legends that the developers heard in the, you know sort of growing up or living in Tokyo. So they're kind of like, oh, there's this apartment block and it's only got seven floors, but there's a button for floor eight in the lift. Ooh. Ooh. And that kind of stuff, I think, is is quite fun on the surface. That so when you hear it, you're like, "Oh, neat!" But too often, you just go and do it, and it's just like you just end up in a fighting a wave of enemies in some abstract <laughs> arena, which is a little bit sort of a bit a bit of a downer. But I, you know, there are there are flashes of um, good good spookings to be had for sure. Sounds a bit Garfield to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but instead of the cat, I just thought of Andrew Garfield, the actor. Yeah. Um, well, he also detests Mondays. I didn't know that about him. Uh, I Have either of you played Ghostmaster? No. That no? was the one I, I wanted to talk about. Ghostmaster is a brilliant, like an absolute classic 7 out of 10. Um from about 2002, three, I want to say. Um, and it's be- it's sort of a strategy game where you are like the commander of a small unit of ghosts and uh, you have to um, uh, accomplish things, the main one of which is just scaring every person in each map out of the house. And they're all kind of like classic horror or or like kind of there's even one that's based on goodfellas like sort of film setup so there's like a cabin in the woods and there's like a a kind of uh house haunted by a poltergeist and there's a sorority house from like a slasher flick flick and stuff and um they you you have to like place your ghosts around the place and then get them to do stuff to scare them and then the the scare points are what you use to deploy more ghosts and like in each level there's a hidden ghost that you can um release and add to your army and stuff and they're there it's weird Ooh. but really good fun so are you uh, like a sort of spectral sommelier choosing 
the right phantom for the task yeah. at hand. Yeah, so you can, you can, there's like, people will have specific fears that make them more scared. So like, um, if, if you know, like, this person is scared of spiders, then you can drop the giant spectral spider. But the giant spectral spider might be good for sort of like area of effect, like good general scare oh. generation <laughs> in like uh, the living room, you know. This uh, actually sounds a lot like the game I, I was going to bring to the table today, which was a 1993 comedy horror game, uh, Haunting, um, which I played on the Mega Drive, but I'm pretty sure it was on whatever lumbering caveman computers were around at the time but I was too cool to use. Um, that was that was a house uh, with like a really obnoxious like early 90s American nuclear family and you okay. were like a cool dude ghost um, with like a, a, a cool updo and a leather jacket. You were called and- Polter Guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Did you play this as well? Yeah, well, I, ne- I never played it, but I remember seeing adverts for it in mags all the time. Haunting, starring Polter Guy. <laughs> they really tried to make him a thing, didn't they? Mm. He had Everyone a- wanted a Sonic on their hands at the time, but he just didn't He didn't cut the mustard, really. It's very um, like Beetlejuice, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, that was the energy. Yeah, very very similar vibe. Sort of a little bit. It's like Beetlejuice meets Home Alone, because he's kind of the the the, the ghost has a, a slight Macaulay Culkin kind of vibe to him. I think. Well, I think this. <laughs> the, I might be doing um, a Shadow of the Colossus here and just remembering an entirely <laughs> fictitious plot. I think he might have been like a kid who died in the house. <laughs> For being too cool, get, quit, or something. get Bill Murray, <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to just like get the family out so he could skateboard around the place where he died in peace. Yeah, ninety percent certain that was the case. Oh, that sounds cute. So instead of I trying think... to like batter Joe Pesci, you're scaring a traumatized <laughs> yeah. mum. I think you'd like Ghostmaster. Nate. It's on Steam. I think it's probably quite a low price now because it's a million years old, but um. It's, it's like all the the ghosts you have are all people that died in different ways. Like there's one guy who was fixing a TV aerial and got um, electrocuted, or there's a, a poltergeist that's made of like uh, just a cloud of feathers because it's like the vengeful spirit of a bunch of chickens, but it's called a poultry geist. Um, this sounds <laughs> charming, actually. I'd quite yeah, like it's very yeah. cute. Uh, there's a, the AI is a bit wonky, but you get like. Uh, as the levels get harder, like Ghostbusters will turn up and can like trap your ghosts and stuff. Uh, oh, are they like off-brand, legally distinct Ghostbusters? Yes, yeah. I can't remember what they're called, but like, yeah, or like, I think I might be, I might be doing a horse betrayal here as well. But I think there's a priest might turn up as well, and do exorcisms. Do you remember a couple of years ago when Frontier brought out that like inexplicable Ghostbusters DLC for Planet Coaster? I do not. <laughs> it was a really odd bit of licensing. Like I'm not knocking the DLC. It was it was quite fun. It added uh a lot of Ghostbuster assets to Planet Coaster and also, weirdly, a Ghostbusters campaign right. for a, a theme park management simulator <laughs> where like your that theme park gets infested with ghosts and the Ghostbusters, voiced by at least one, but not all of the living cast members of the original Ghostbusters, show up, and you get to drive their car and stuff. And yeah, like I say, it was all really cool, but it was like, you know, like Fortnite doing a tie-in with The Godfather Part 2, or like, you know, The Human Centipede and Among Us. You know, it's just not, it does, doesn't make sense. Isn't, um, <clears throat> in theory, theme parks should be not very haunted because isn't there that that sort of urban legend that no one's ever died at Disneyland? Have you heard this? <laughs> like, people go technically, missing on like, Disney if, cruises if you're, all the if time. If you're, like, seriously hurt, 
they'll actually like get you off the property so they can keep up their no deaths policy. It's probably nonsense. But I heard that there was a secret tunnel under Disneyland specifically designed to get like wounded <laughs> wounded people out of Disneyland quick. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I know there are tunnels under Disneyland so that the staff can move around quickly and it's probably honestly, it's, you... to get, it's to get them out. It's like the, the car park around Disneyland full of ghosts. But Disneyland itself, no one has ever died there. I guess Alton Towers just have a few people's legs floating around. <laughs> oh, man. Very sinister. I, I'm really sorry if you lost your legs on the Smiler. It was a horrible accident. Smiler. The thing is, even if that Disney thing was true, it's not like, like no theme park would ever shout about no one dying there because it's so shady. It, it just makes you think someone yeah. has died there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like my, the first my... thing Mickey Mouse says to you when you arrive is, no one has died here. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there with this is not a place of honour, isn't it? <laughs> You're like, hmm, me, me think oh, about us protesting. Oh, my nobody has died at Disneyland T-shirt has people asking a lot of questions, etc. And so on. Ask yeah, not you, for was... who the goof troops, it troops for you. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we uh, uh, another side note about it. we went to Euro Disney when we were kids, and we stayed in a hotel there. So we did like a weekend of Euro Disney, which was mind blowing when I was like eight or whatever. Um, mm. And we realised, because they've got lots of different hotels, and basically the, the more expensive the hotel you go to, the better the mascot that like lives in that hotel. So if you go to like <laughs> Mickey's wonderful five-star hotel, you get like Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, the whole crew. But we were staying in this one, which was kind of like a bit like log cabin-y, and the only mascot I could see was this sort of slightly drunk-looking bear that no one could place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like his lips, you know... Um, you know when like people do a cartoon burp and their lips sort of wibble out, like Barney in The Simpsons, <laughs> and his sort of lips put sort of protrude when he burps. It, its face was stuck like permanently in that kind of expression. <laughs> and it was like, "Yeah, we're going to Disneyland," and you're like, "Who's that?" <laughs> oh, I'm Dis- sorry. This is too Disney. good. <laughs> Hang on. Oh dear. <laughs> Just very odd. Describe it again. (laughs) Someone on the Discord said, like, at this point, it's not a question of whether an episode will have serial killer energy. It's a question (laughs) of how much it will have. Well, that bear definitely had it. You heard about um, uh, one of the Disneylands is struggling to get anyone to stay in its super duper, like, very expensive Star Wars Wars hotel. Yeah, it's like a massive resort thing and it's all supposed to be like Star Wars and then but apparently it's all really badly run but like you're supposed to turn up at dinners and role play and it's kind of like a big Star Wars secret cinema thing but like for the whole holiday Mm. I think but nobody wants to go because it's the interior of a spaceship yeah no I think you're in like a little sealed chamber (laughs) I don't know that's what's driving people mad I reckon me and Ashley would probably just go to really aggressively flirt with Kylo Ren. Just mm. imagine he's Adam Driver. Be great. I'd only be able to afford a cheap room, so I'd only get to meet that horrible drunk bear again, but in a space helmet. <laughs> like, oh, just hi, a- I'm Bruno, the chain-smoking Alsatian <laughs> from Star Wars. <laughs> this is my friend, Derek the Syringe. <laughs> Oh, I don't think I remember these guys, Mum. <laughs> I'd just rather not go, to be honest. <laughs> anyway. See, uh, why can't I come up with Derek the syringe <laughs> instead of Brute's willies? Because <laughs> well, the other thing about Brute's willies, it sounds like a subcategory of porn, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, especially like because you like brutes. Oh, well, I've told on myself there, haven't I? Um, have we have we ever talked about the ghost detective game, Murdered Soul Suspect? We must have. 
I feel like I brought it up because I've loved that game because it was so terrible. And yeah, that's a that's a real like guilty pleasure that one. Yeah, um, that's where you're a detective who dies at the start, and then is he trying to solve his own murder? Is that the setup? Yeah, because there's like a series of murders happening in it's in like Salem or somewhere somewhere in New England. I can't remember. And there's a bunch of murders that have happened, and they're like witch trial themed. Mm. Uh, and then he gets killed, and then he he's trying to solve his own murder. And I just <laughs> he's dressed like a, you know, like if if like an an English detective show does an episode where like they go to. New Orleans and they meet like the local cop and he's wearing like a fedora and a and a waistcoat and his shirt three quarter sleeve like rolled up yeah. he, lo- he looks big, like that um, big Picard on the hollow deck doing a gangster fantasy energy yes <laughs> yes oh that is a really specific aesthetic nice <laughs> <laughs> and so but you can like possess cats I think to do like yeah puzzle platforming uh i kind of like the like... idea of a ghost as a detective in terms of because he's a ghost you can just like walk through walls so like there's nothing yeah, you standing can't... in your way of like fully investigating a space so you can just but kind you of can't, like walk through all walls in the game there are some that you just can't walk through yeah for like some nonsense reason like they've got dark magic on them or something but you, know, you can definitely like sort of float about well not float i think you can you can walk through some doors and stuff, mm. but you know, it's you're the cursed com- ghost detective. You're like ideally placed to solve it, but you're dead. You can't solve it. <laughs> what a dilemma that the game sort yeah. of investigates. Is there like a whole ghost legal system you can you can then put the criminal charges through? That'd be great. I love the idea. There's actually like ghost um, court. There's a book that came out last year, late last year, called The Dying Squad, and it's about uh, yeah, a cop who dies on Earth and then uh, goes to purgatory and discovers there is like kind of a whole legal system for like the I afterlife. Should... There's also a really fun little role-playing game called Ghost Court, uh, which is just about small claims court for ghosts. It's, like, <laughs> very, it's mostly improvisational, but it's just like, yeah, um, the... The plaintiff, um, you know, was haunting uh, territory ascribed to another ghost. Uh, And yeah, it's like, you know, like neighbours bickering over like where a hedge is. It's like that. But for ghosts, very, very funny. I played it with with Nelson off of writing every game ever once. He was incredibly funny. It's a good time. Wow. Uh, it does sound good, but no, a uh, murdered source aspect is not good in the traditional sense of no. being good. <laughs> it's got a very odd name. Is it like a translation thing, or it's murdered soul suspect, but it's spelled S O U L? It's a pun, a pun or play on words. <laughs> That's the scuff that is. Mm. And there's a little um... terrifying ghost girl that pops up all over the place just a nakedly sinister child with like plats another one for murray and the boys yeah. <laughs> um it's not it's not too heavy on the ghosts but actually ties into ghost court a little bit um there's some fun ghost-ish stuff in ace attorney um the lawyer game because in that world one of the characters you uh, your sort of sidekick, um, Maya, has um, she's like this sort of spirit channeler. Is it's kind of her, I don't know, profession, I guess. Like she's part of this family of of, of you know where all the women can channel these spirits. It's this Korean technique. It's called, um, and she sort of gets she can sort of become possessed by by the dead. And then when she does, she sort of transforms into them, sort of physically. Um, so you can kind of sort of interview and talk to people kind of beyond the grave in certain bits. Um, Is that like in the first one she becomes her sister? Yeah, because her sister gets murdered. But it's it's got yeah. this like slightly, slightly naff, like visual gag attached in that um, 
you know, her body physically changes, but she's obviously wearing the same clothes she started off in. So when she becomes like her much bigger and bustier sister, she's all sort of bulging out of her tiny little costume. So it's a yeah, little so... bit kind of it's a little bit kind of cheeky, cheeky anime <laughs> is how I'm affectionately <laughs> framing it. <laughs> I remember that because I played the first one and I was like, why has she suddenly got sexier? Like I didn't understand what was yeah. Um but there's yeah, other people can kind of get possessed. Annoyingly, there's there's some there's some really good ghosty stuff in some of the later games that didn't come to PC or haven't yet come to PC. So um but I, yeah, I, I always like that little that little kind of goofy supernatural element. I like the idea of someone having like the last word be on the grave or you know, the idea that you could kind of kill someone and then their sort of vengeful spirit can come back and be like an absolute sod from the afterlife as well. There's a thing so my brother's uh partner is from brazil and uh i may mention this before but they've told me there's a thing in brazil where like uh mediums and sort of spirit possession and talking you know the dead talking through living people is is kind of a big thing and um it's it's there's a really popular kind of genre of book where a medium will write a book but but like purport to be writing it as a dead person who died hundreds of years ago and they'll be oh, telling their weird. story about how they were murdered and stuff so it'll be it'll be like you know how i was killinged by alice bell as told to nate <laughs> you know i mean i don't want to make the obvious joke here but that it's, it's ghostwriting <laughs> <laughs> that, literally yeah <laughs> That sounds a really interesting genre, actually. Yeah. Are there any really famous ones? I don't know. I'll try and find out and report back. Imagine yeah. that if someone was like, I was possessed by Jane Austen and I've written like the great unpublished Jane Austen novel. That'd be mad. But like, also, everyone would be like, yeah, seems legit. I might <laughs> claim that of one of my 40k books, actually. That'd be quite fun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Nate, have you got any good ghosts? Yeah, um, that one in Hades that is accidentally like the only funny caricature of Boris Johnson I've ever seen. <laughs> Which was that? One, it's in the early levels. And it's like this shambling bloke with a load of floppy blonde hair who just sort of lummoxes at you. Oh, an enemy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they usually they show up around the same time as like the big beefy ghosts. Who are also pretty uh, good. Oh, I think I know which one you mean. Yeah, he's got like a cup of wine and he sort of goes... Bleh. And he kind of falls over and runs around. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Hades has got some good ghosts in general, actually. A lot of this shades. Is... and In fact, yeah. those lads in Elysium are genuinely really creepy. The sort of the... the you know, the shades of the warriors. They're a really mm. good take on the concept like in terms of monster design because yeah. they're quite understated but they're they're very unsettling the whole of elysium is with like the butterflies and the odd color palettes um like it's i'm not an expert by any means on like underworlds in classical mythology but i know it's not as cut and dry as like the judeo christian like you know carrot or stick business <laughs> and I think Hades does quite a good job of, uh, well, yeah, just portraying that, really. You always think the, because you think of Russell Crowe going, and you'll be in Elysium, we're going to have loads of biscuits, it'll be amazing. <laughs> There's actually quite a worrying place. Wait, that was your Russell Crowe? <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> this hot. Is like the other day when I, uh, I mentioned this in the Discord, but I really confidently launched into a, uh, a 1920s mobster voice while doing a bit with Ashley and just did a flawless Peter Griffin <laughs> and was really like shocked by what was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, Lois, eh? <laughs> That's how the magic happens. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I was going to mention the medium. But that was quite a recent classic 7 out of 10. All 7 out of 10s, my ones, I think. Um, which is that Most... one where you you play a medium and, and the screen is split into two. So there's, you're in one, you're sort of walking both in the 
ghost world and the real world at the same time. Oh yeah, that yeah yeah yeah. And on that and, basis, could you almost count that wicked level in Titanfall too, where you keep like you've got a like if you're playing on a controller anyway, like the left bumper like smashes you back in time to get past a fire or whatever. There aren't any ghosts there, are there? Well, yeah, yeah, sort of, because... No, 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 hang on, no. Shut down. (laughs) No, you're going to argue that they're sort of ghosts because they don't exist in the present anymore, so they're like ghosts of past selves or whatever, right? Well, one big theory about ghosts is is that, I mean, it's bog, but (laughs) but they're like, you know, the local area recording, like the rock recording what's happened and playing playing it back like a VHS. Um, so, you know, you could argue that that... No, but I won't argue, actually. That is... Uh, that's despicable. <laughs> it's the sandwich wars again, the schism. Yeah, this is um, it. No, those, those fights are done. Uh, but the medium does have actual ghosts in as well. It's quite a confusing game if you try and explain the plot of it on paper. But, like, as you're playing it, it does kind of all make sense. But there are quite a lot of ghosts. Uh, the main ghost you sort of see the most is a little girl who's got basically like her most of her head missing, and she's just like Hello. lots of frightening little girls today. Mm. Yeah, little girls are often used as terrifying ghosts, aren't they? Why is that? A little girl's just inherently creepy. <laughs> well, no, they're really nice. I've got one. They're great, and that I think that's the thing. It's like you know, anything that's really nice is a good easy scare. Has, has, and then make it have like a spider head or whatever. Uh, has has yeah. your kid ever said anything that really creeped you out? A lot, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was um, the time I was making dinner for her, and she was just she had like a, a blank like booklet, um, and she was just scribbling every single page thick with red crayon, <sighs> and she said, um, oh, "What was the name?" Oh, I'm I'm drawing Zombie Jackie. Who's Zombie Jackie? I don't know. Uh, How do you know about zombies? How do you hear about that? Oh, the lion told me. uh, And then she turned to a page of a colouring book where there was a really janky drawing of a lion that she'd also (laughs) filled in with red. (laughs) Oh, here we bloody go. (laughs) (laughs) This is all a bit bloody Reddit. But... (laughs) Someone I work with was telling me that that their their kid had not an imaginary friend, but like an imaginary antagonist when they were younger, and its name was Fizzy Bit, um, because he described it as looking all kind of fizzy, which I thought was kind of spooky. But apparently, it would go ballistic when it was raining. <laughs> It'd be like Fizzy Bit's angry because of the rain. <laughs> we must appease our sacrifice. <laughs> I just like uh, I think there's something very sad about imagining a bully for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something I'd do. <laughs> oh, I, I actually have done. Uh, I like there are certain really annoying things that when they happen to me, like I will literally do the voice of this infuriating clown man who's got stupid catchphrases to correspond to extremely irritating things. <laughs> like if I stub my toe. I'll just do the voice of this guy going, Youch! <laughs> uh, and make myself really angry. <laughs> or if, like, um, I'm trying to get something off a shelf and a load of stuff falls down, he'll go, Jenga! <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a really deep insight into a troubled man. Let's move on. I, I, I could one-up you, I reckon. Wait. Please. Because when I was a kid, this this may change the the tenor of our friendship. But when I was a kid, uh, like nine ish, like seven, eight, nine, I used to have a recurring nightmare where uh, I would um, uh, be the dream would start off normally, and I'd just be doing a normal thing of different each time, or like you know, playing in uh, the garden with whoever or whatever. Uh, but then in the nightmare, I would be taken over by an entity that was the voice, and then I would murder everyone that I was with in the dream. That's what? sick. <laughs> I know, right? 
I stopped having it. I think it was because uh, my parents did not vet which books I was taking and reading from my older brother's room. And I, I accidentally <laughs> read a lot of ones about killings and serial killers. So. Yeah, I mean, that does just make you sound straight up gangster rather than frightening, you know, so that's cool know. in my book. Well, you're also <laughs> frightening, but, you know, pretty cool. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I'm one of the top ghosts and I'm, in fact, possessed by uh, an evil monster. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> Let's go into the cabin of lies. The cavern of lies. Ooh, a creepy cavern. Ah, citizens, are they? Uh. Of course. (laughs) Do not be afraid. Wild. I don't think either of us were afraid, but we still had quite different reactions. There. (laughs) Oh, no need to be anxious, for it is I. Ghostus, famous oh. Roman ghost. Hello. And, uh, are they ghostus? Are they? Nate may not be an expert in Greco-Roman underworld mythology, but I certainly am. Do you know what ghostus is? I've just realised. Ghostus is when you went on a school trip to like Bath or wherever, and you went around the Roman baths, and they have some poor underpaid actor doing like <laughs> educational improv at you. Yes. <laughs> but slightly more avuncular <laughs> just a class of 30 11 year olds going are they ghosts now my friend Maximus over here has been enjoying lots of delicious biscuits with all of his soldier mates uh, so he's having a good old time here in Elysium uh, but he hasn't played many good PC games recently, so he's asked if I could recommend some okay. about ghosts. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll go, this is good. Actually, uh, do you know what? Actually, with my throat a bit knackered, it's it's quite hard to do ghosts. <laughs> we'll just imagine Wait, that you're ghost doing ghost it. Name. Yeah, I'll I'll let Nate carry on. I need to dematerialize for a while. Ooh. <laughs> what a ghost has what gone a off his is. to re- <laughs> He's just going to relax, eat some door ghost door mice. Um, so we're gonna. I thought I wanted to shake things up a bit with the cavern this week. Um, so what I've done is I've looked up the ten lowest rated games on Steam with Ghost in the name. Okay. <laughs> and I am going to summarise them in a couple of sentences. And it's. Do you remember the original Cavern of Lies where you just had to call it whether it was real or bollocks? Yeah. With yeah. my Witcher NPC lines. So it's it's like that basically, and the first one of you uh, to to get the correct answer wins that one. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, so so more of a fingers on buzzers kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and the the challenge for me is I've right clicked an open tab but not looked at them, so I've got to just do it on the fly. Okay. <laughs> and so are we so, are we saying if they're real or fake or. They're all real games, but you've got to determine whether my summary of what happens is is really what happens in the game or not. It, it might be okay. trickier than you expect. Let's see. Right, okay. Ghost College. Right. <laughs> so this is a uh, side-scrolling light RPG um, about an average college girl uh, in Japan. Um who goes to a spooky class in her community college uh, and accidentally becomes enveloped by the realm of death. Uh, I'm going to say real. I'm going to say fake. It's real. Right. Point for Alice. (laughs) Ghost college. Not even trying. (laughs) So our next one is ghost dimension. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm a space pilot that can teleport is the tagline for Ghost Dimension. What? <laughs> uh, where you're a, a space pilot whose spaceship has run out of fuel and she needs to collect fuel 
uh, but can occasionally turn into a ghost while doing so. Uh, there is a second tagline for the game appearing further down on the Steam page, which says, but I need to be precise. <laughs> God, terrible. Real. Terrible tagline, fake. What do you... So Re- I said real. It's real. Yes. Oh. That's what it is. What a literal tagline. It's like if Mary's tagline is like, I jump on mushrooms and across holes. Is it not that? No. <laughs> <laughs> on the so, box. Are you ready? For Ghost Lords. <laughs> so this I'm is call fake from the outset, but let's go for it. <laughs> it's like an auto battler. Um Ooh. where you well, I mean, so much as the characters mean anything in these free to play things, you play as a great military leader or their ghost, uh, and you have your units, so if you're Caesar, you do have Roman ghosts. If you're Dracula uh, weirdly, who is in the game as a historical figure, um, you've got like you know Slavic warriors like the guy in the painting in Ghostbusters, uh, and yeah, you just have these spectral soldiers which you line up to auto battle, uh, and it's apparently just unplayable garbage. Hmm. I, I well, Matt, the name sounds like the name sounds fake. All the names are real. Oh, that's, right. the, that's the twist of Rooney. <laughs> It's whether the description oh, right. is just freestyled or real style. I'm going to say real again. Yeah, I'm going to say real because that's a complicated freestyle. No, it's bollocks made that up. Oh. Ah. I think it would be quite good, though, actually. Um, all right, then. Ghost Grab 3000. Uh, <laughs> this one, I think, is a sort of a Frog Fractions type deal where it posits itself as a sort of a simple Flash game about running through a supermarket, picking ghosts off shelves. Um, It's got quite a gonzo animation style. The Steam page is very light on concrete information. Uh, And, yeah, I I suspect, you know, it's very weird and Indian experimental, but ultimately not very good because it was the third lowest ranked ghost game on Steam. Maybe it really is just grabbing ghosts off supermarket shelves. Um, if so, I'm I'm a bit embarrassed for it. Fake. Yeah, I'd say fake too. Yeah, it's it's fake. I would never be that mean about an indie game. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a sort of a bullet hell thing. You have a grapple beam. Looks all right. Um, Ghost Run 3D. Uh-huh. Uh, I love this one because. The, um, the thumbnail image on Steam has the most cursed image of this sort of gurning sheet ghost with a top hat. Um, <laughs> and it's this sort of like sub-Nintendo 64 graphics, like ludicrously fast game where you're a ghost in a top hat just hurtling around various sort of eerily <laughs> empty looking race courses. I'm not certain what you're meant to do. I think smash into tombstones. Uh, and there's only... Oh, God. Okay, real. Fake. It's real? Oh, God damn it. I'm not very... I'm not good at it this week. Ghost Parade. Uh, so this one's cute. Um, genuinely cute as well. It's like... You know, like the Macy's Parade in New York? It's like that for the underworld. Um, and it's a, it's a little point and click adventure about getting the ghost float ready, um, for your little like bunch of ghosts. You see, so you've got like the skeleton float and the vampire float, like all the, the sort of classic hammer monsters, I guess, mm-hmm. like the monster archetypes have their floats and you're the ghosts. And I actually looked into the trailer for this one. I don't know why it's low on the rankings. It looks really adorable. Um, no, I'm saying this is fake because... Nate does not fully understand what point-and-click adventures are. I'm going to say real. God damn it, Alice. Yeah, it's fake. Oh, <laughs> my God. Matthew, Matthew. I'm completely out by ghost himself. Right. Spookyghosts.com. Oh, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like something you just exclaim. 
It does. Actually. Like, yeah, oh, when that restaurant's like a little nice bit crisps. spooky. Ghost.com. That's something you would say. That <laughs> is. You go through like a, a ghost train on a pier and then you come out and say to Ashley, well, spooky ghosts.com. I think that's actually happened in my life. Um, <laughs> so this one is. It's either that or it's one of those companies that sells birthday cards that has <laughs> a name bit... that is unrelated. But youch, but Jenga, this one, <laughs> features uh, ghost cats as one of the main features. Um, it looks like your, your standard side-scrolling, like Metroidvania, pixel art, etc., etc. Um, you're in a mansion trying to... I mean, you, you can literally imagine the rest of this game. Um, but have you yeah. imagined it? That's the question. Uh, or I can tell you more if, if you know, there are spiders that come down from the ceiling on strings. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, you know, magnets uh, that you need to match up with other magnets. Um, you're a crazy protagonist uh, with, like, a super soaker and pink hair. And, uh, uh, this is a tough one. You ride around on a cat at one point, which is apparently a ghost, but it doesn't look particularly spectral to me. Uh, I'm going to say true, real. I'm going to say fake. I wish I could make it fake for you, but uh, it's very real. I I mean, is there any point continuing? Because we've done seven and I don't think there's any way Matthew can get... (laughs) Sorry, Uh, Matthew. Yeah, he has been absolutely taken to the cleaners. We've had the really (laughs) funny ones. I tell you what, I will just say... There was a game whose name I thought was so good. It didn't have ghosts in it, but I just loved the name of this game. The Count of Monster Disco. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the lowest thing reviewed ones on Steam. That doesn't make uh, any sense. <laughs> no, I might have found this before I Right. <laughs> before I use that filter. What's let's see what the um I'm gonna the look count up. of Monster All ten reviews for the game are positive. I'm looking so, at yeah, that. Like a yep. Oh, sorry, Matthew. Oh, we'll leave oh, you. Did you all have a good time in the Cavern of Lies? No. I had I had a brilliant time, Ghosts. Thank you. I had a terrible oh. time. Maximus, a new centurion for your army. Matthew will have to remain here forever in the Elysian Fields. Oh, no. Summon the butterflies. Coast us away. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. This Quick, Matthew. For me. Quick, that's... Cheese it before, before yeah, Russ, it. Russell Crowe catches behind you. you. <laughs> well, thank you very much uh, for that Cavern of Lies, Nate. Uh, and, ghost, and Ghostus. And thank you very much, Ghostus, as well. He always uh, enjoys getting out. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Um, all that remains now is for us to do recommendations because every week on the podcast we recommend something that is not a video game. Matthew, what are you recommending this week? I am recommending the first book in the Inspector Chen series. This is a Chinese detective um, police inspector um, written by um, a Chinese guy. His name is spelt. I'm very bad on pronunciation, so apologies for spelling it out. Q-I-U is his surname. X X I A O L O N G. So, sh- sh- I'm, yeah, I'm not going to attempt it. Sorry. Um, uh, book's called Death of a Red Heroine. It's book number one in the series. What's really interesting is this guy was uh, sort of an academic in China, and then he left in the late '80s, and to the, we went over to study in the states. Basically, sort of stayed there. Didn't want to go back home because he felt like well issues at the time, um, and he sort of writes these detective novels, which are quite sort of simple procedurals, but they're also about like sort of China in the nineties and the kind of politics of navigating the police department when you've kind of got loyalty to party, but also wanting to be a good detective and they seem super authentic. And I have to constantly open Wikipedia to look up stuff to sort of understand it. Um, but it's just yeah, really, really good. I'm really getting into it. I'm on the set. I'm reading the second one at the moment. There's about eight of them, I think. Um, and he's written them over like 20 years, so they kind of chart sort oh, of what's nice. going on in China at the time. That sounds cool. Um, that sounds mega, yeah. 
I'm going to recommend the TV show Holding, which is on ITV. I think the second episode aired last night, but it is all on uh, ITV on demand. It's four episodes. It is the adaptation of a book. It's a murder mystery set in West Cork, written by Graham Norton, um, who is from West Cork. But uh, I have not read the book, but the TV TV show is really good. It's uh, very funny, really good um, kind of uh, portrayal of like a specific community, very small community. Because um, basically like this uh, small town police sergeant who never really has to deal with any crime, um, he uh, is minding his own business when a construction site who are... Um, building at uh, an old farm finds a skeleton and everyone thinks it's this guy that went missing 20 years ago and because nobody moves from the town and stuff all the people all the suspects are all the same and in the same place and stuff um and it's really good uh really nice like sort of cozy small town mystery very funny uh and the main character is played by don't like if you watch it don't look up who this guy is and then look up what his most famous role is and you'll go oh my god um because you won't recognize is it mr him. bobby it's billy zane <laughs> yes it's it's billy zane in the mr bobby costume yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine so, mr blobby skeleton imagine if they found blobby skeleton he doesn't have a skeleton does he he's like jelly well, no, but picture it <laughs> he's like a jellyfish maybe it's like a penguin you know and it's mostly kind of blubber and like fatty tissue <laughs> look at a penguin skeleton listener and see how much of it is neck the answer will surprise you yeah because <laughs> then i saw someone said well what if like a uh diplodocus has actually had the the muscle muscular structure of a penguin and didn't have yes yeah, wicked neck i watched a film uh it was Spanish language called uh, The Platform. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's sort of a very intense little thriller about, I assume it's a futuristic prison, uh, which is a hole with several hundred stories, and they're just like concrete boxes, and there's two people per story, and every day a platform loaded with luxurious food um, gets lowered down from the top and everyone on the successive floors gets to eat their pick of what the people on the floor above have left and every month all the prisoners are assigned new random floors. So that's the, the premise and it's very, very grim <laughs> and surprisingly thought-provoking on like, you know, the difficulty of changing systemic inequalities in society and stuff without being absolutely ham-fisted about it uh it's cool yeah the platform mm. nice all right well thank they, you very they much eat some glistening foods in that one so i don't approve uh, oh it ri- all that glistens definitely isn't gold <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's p- good <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> what of this? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much, Lester, for joining us for this episode 179 of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, the best gaga 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 ghosts special. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that it makes you laugh every time. I think. I just like to put it in the episode title on Spotify and whatnot. Oh yeah. Good. Um. This is Rock Paper Sugar's PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, if you want to uh, hear and see more from Rock Paper Shotgun, you can search for us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, you can go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. You can email the podcast with questions, suggestions, and feedback at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can buy merch. The link is in the show notes. Uh, you can join the Discord, hang out, and chat. Uh, or if you eat an entire tin of Winnerlock dog food... And then shout electronic wireless show into a fire. We will step out of the ashes and have a party with you. Please don't eat dog food. (laughs) But for now, it's time for us to say goodbye. So it's goodbye from me, Alice Alice Bell. It's goodbye from Pony Tony, deceased. (laughs) Goodbye. 
And it's goodbye from niche porn star Brutes Willies. I'm sorry I existed. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Farewell. <laughs>